You're listening to Balanced Broads with your host, Erica and Sage. Hello, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Balanced Broads. Welcome back, Broads. So nice to see you again. We have a very exciting episode today. We have another guest, and this is a really exciting guest that we have been wanting to have on the show for quite a while. Um, She's someone that I have looked up to for a long time because she also happens to be my godmother. Um, And her name is Leanna. She owns a beautiful, amazing uh, photography business, a very successful one. So we are going to be talking to her today, asking her a few questions um, and getting to know her backstory a little bit more. So she will be joining us in just a few minutes. And while we wait for that, we're just going to give you guys a quick recap of how our week was. Erica, how was your week? Yes, yeah, so, you know, I'm still in quarantine. Um, <laughs> I have done nothing but play Animal Crossing and read. And then I watched one movie, which I did not plan on watching, but I ended up watching anyways. Um, the one with Rebel Rebel Wilson. Pitch Perfect? Is it romantic? No, the other one. Oh, the one where she, like, some guy likes her? Yes, yeah, she, like... She, like, hits her head and, like, wakes up in a romantic comedy world. Yes. And Liam Hemsworth was in it, so that's why I watched it. Was it good? It was good. It was, like, you know, obviously corny, but it's funny because they're making fun of rom-coms, so they have all of, like, those stereotypes in there. Mm-hmm. So it was cute. And then on the other end of the spectrum, we, both Austin and I, watched the full two seasons of Barry. Oh, yeah. Cole and I started that, but we haven't gotten through it. It's so good and so funny. So funny. Yeah, I watched, I think we watched maybe the first three or four episodes and we really liked it, but we never, we just lost track like we always do. Yeah, I mean, I always do the same, like just start a new show and then you're like, wasn't I watching that show? <laughs> yeah. Um, as far as me, I did terrible and I was supposed to watch three movies and I only watched one. But the movie I watched was 10 out of 10. It was a really good movie. And that was Beautiful Boy. I don't know if you've seen it. Oh, I have because I read the book and it's so good. I do want to read the book. Um, If you haven't heard of it, I'm sure you have because it was nominated for Oscars, I believe. I don't know what it won or if it won. But it's with Steve Carell and and, uh, Timothy Chalamet, who is like the teenage heartthrob right now, even though he's not a teenager, but every teenager is in love with him right now. And I hadn't even heard of him. That's how old I guess I am now. And Mm -hmm. so I was like, okay, I'm going to watch it. And it was fantastic. It was so good. And it was really sad. It was definitely something that was a little bit harder to watch, but I highly recommend it. If um, you can get through that kind of stuff, definitely a trigger warning of, you know, drugs and overdose and, you know, family uh, issues with family and stuff like that. But it was, it was a fantastic movie. I'm going to definitely try to watch more movies. I've actually been really busy this week. So I wasn't able to get to all the movies I wanted to watch, but I'm going to try to be better this week. So, I mean, at least you're busy though. Like, it's not like, you know, you were just laying around doing nothing and you couldn't get to your movies. It's like, you're actually busy with real world stuff. So that's good. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, so I, I will try to be better. I know I'm like, I will try to sit more over the week. Uh, 
but yeah, no, there wasn't too many. Too, it was it was it was a exciting week, a different week, and things are just weird. Things are still weird, and things are gonna continue to be weird. It seems like for quite a while. Yeah, sadly, I I mean I think it's gonna be a few more months, but. On a positive note, um, I want to say, because this episode comes out the day before my mom's birthday, so happy birthday to my lovely mom, Happy who birthday! Is such a huge supporter of us always, and we both love you so much. We do. We love you so much, and we hope you have the greatest day. We also hope that you guys had a great Mother's Day weekend. We both just forgot about that. Um, it was probably hard for a lot of people, and... It w- did you get to see your mom? Yeah, we did like a social distancing hello and like a bit of a hangout, which was good. Like it's better than nothing, but it's still hard. Yeah, that's what we did with my grandma because I, I see my mom, but my grandma, we did like a social social distancing outside. So it's definitely hard, but at least we got to see we got to see them. But I know this was like a very weird Mother's Day for everybody, so... Yeah, I mean, we're doing what we can, but definitely stick to the rules, social distancing. This will be over faster if we all follow the rules. Exactly. But um, I want to get on to the happier part of the episode, which is the main part, and that is speaking to Leanna. So without further ado, we will be right back with our guest. All right, you guys. So we are back, and we are so excited to introduce you to Leanna. Hi. (laughs) Leanna is um, someone that I've already said before, but someone that is special in my life, has been uh, around since I was born. Yeah. (laughs) Since way before I was born. You're not. But (laughs) you are someone that's grown up with my mom, which is super exciting. I was... I was showing my mom, she was like, what are you going to ask? And I showed her and she's like, can you add a question? Can you ask her, um, why is your mom so wonderful? And what is your favorite memory with your mother? And I was like, like, "Um, I think, you know, that doesn't really, you know, portray to anything, but sure, mom. I have to be able to talk about your mom. I mean, your mom was like, your mom saved my life when she came into my life in high school, but we'll, we'll get to that later. So Aww, yeah, <laughs> I'm happy no. to talk about it, but yes, I love her. no, for sure. I know it's, you guys have a cool, I, she even still talks about like all the stories with everybody that you guys are in high school with. And I'm like, wow, high school was so much more fun back then. Oh, <laughs> well, we had, your mom and I had a ton of fun. But high school was not, it was not amazing. I can tell you that. Like senior year was cool. Yeah. And your mom, the the times that we had together were cool. But overall, I would not do that time over in my life ever again. No way. Really? Yeah. No way. No way. I feel like that's how Erica is too. I know I, I feel like I had a good high school career, but I mean, adult life is a lot more exciting, but for the most part, I think high school is okay. And we were were talking about in our last episode how sad we are for, like, my sister, for Emma, who is going to be a junior, and they're talking about not even going back at all. So it's it's so sad. Are you serious? Yeah. I haven't been watching the news because I just can't deal with any of this stuff Mm -hmm. at this point. So I don't even know the latest developments in all of this, but no way. That yeah. is not, it's, I'm not going to be okay with that. No, I know. I feel so bad. And she has so many friends that are, you know, 
bad. seniors and not getting, and oh. that's just, that's just heartbreaking. You don't get prom, graduation, graduation grad night, oh. all that fun stuff. And they're even their first, their first either semester or year of college is probably going to be online. They don't even get to go oh. fly away and stay in a dorm. It's just, it's, it's hard. crazy. I was listening to your last episode last night, actually, and I was I was listening to you guys talk about all that and, you know, the collective grief and you can't you can't compare anyone's grief to anybody else's. Everybody's going through their own kind, but mm-hmm. that kind is it's that's huge. That's Ex- their life. Exactly, and yeah, we were we always talk about on here, you know, comparing others. Like if it's a wedding or a funeral or just a sixth grade promotion, it's just as important to everybody. Everyone, everyone's dealing with their own battle and it's hard, it's hard on everybody. So it is. that's why we have, we have you on here to bring a little bit of a, of a bright light, kind of get, be able to distract (laughs) us a little bit from the crazy. What I can do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So pleasure's all on you. Okay. Okay. Um, (laughs) Please make us happy. (laughs) But kind of just to get started, I, I'd love to hear just the backstory. I mean, how did, how did photography come into your life? Was this something that you were always interested in? Was there was there different career paths that you went down before this? And, you know, I were there to- different career paths. <laughs> oh my gosh. How many were there is the question. I know. Oh my gosh. That my, my, my life. Wow. I could write a book right now. Um, so yeah. Um, photography has always been something that I've been drawn to. It's always been something that I've been, really passionate about um and always just had a camera in my hands i'm sure your mom could tell you i always had a camera in my hands um but i didn't necessarily see it as an art form when i was growing up it was just something um like i like to capture memories it was all about capturing memories it wasn't about creating art it was just like i want to remember this day i want to remember that a lot of it had to do with the fact that I just have a horrible memory period. (laughs) So it was the only way that I would remember the things that I was doing. Um, And that's all it was growing up. It was just me capturing memories of, you know, places we would go, our friends together, you name it, family. Um, And I never, it was my biggest passion my whole life, but I never saw it as a career. I never saw it as anything that I could ever make money from. I just never viewed it in that way. Um, It was so strange. But then, like, I I graduated college. I moved to Los Angeles. I pursued my dream of being an actress there for 10 years. Like, a few years in, I think that inside I knew that I didn't enjoy acting. Mm-hmm. I didn't enjoy it professionally, at least, um, but I just kept going with it. And I was going through the motions for so many years. I also was an inner city elementary teacher, which is so strange. They're very different things, mm-hmm. but I was doing them at the same time for the last five years in LA. Um, and then I just did a complete departure, left the acting completely, left the teaching completely because I couldn't deal with just the sadness that I was seeing in the inner cities. Um, and I became a realtor, which 
I forgot about that. Such a strange choice for me. (laughs) Um, In between all that, I was a bartender and a waitress um, and did odd jobs like that as Mm -hmm. well. But then after my five years as a realtor, I was like, I really have no other options. What am I going to do with my life? I didn't like acting. I can't go back to teaching because it was just too stressful for me to, to deal Mm -hmm. in that, um, in that neighborhood and the things that I was working with. And I don't like real estate. I'm not a business person. What am I going to do? And (laughs) I was 35, just sort of like, okay, I'm going to be getting married. I'm doing another career change. What am I doing with my life? And so we had our wedding. This was the thing. I don't know how it was the catalyst for this, but we had our wedding in Turks and Caicos. Well, you went to my first wedding. Yes. In Manhattan Beach. But Mm -hmm. we had the actual, you know, wedding wedding, um, which I'm so glad you guys were there. That was so important. Um, It It was a good day. Oh, it was awesome. I it mean, was. at first we saw it as like, oh, we have to do the Catholic ceremony. And then it ended up just being such a special day. It was. I was sad but, we didn't go to Turks, but it was oh, It was a really pretty day. Yeah. But once I had my wedding, I was like, oh, I think I want to be involved in events. And I want to photograph weddings. And it just like built this spark in me that I didn't have before. And I had no other idea of what to do with my life. So I started looking for jobs where I could work in events and then kind of become their photographer. I'm not really sure why I came up with that idea, but I wanted, I wanted to be getting paid for what I was doing, Yeah. but I didn't see myself as capable of just starting a photography business. I wasn't ready for that. Yeah. So I wanted to kind of go in the back end and start in the industry and then get in through the company. So I found this celebrity event um, company and I started working for them where we would go to like movie stars houses and we would photograph, or I ended up photographing later. We would put together their, their beautiful parties in their backyards and they would have a photographer. Well, I started practicing my photography on the side. I started kind of like nosing my way in there, taking pictures of little things. And then I asked, can I be the photographer too? And that's just kind of where it all came from. Um, and then through that, I mean, I've been through so many changes, even within photography, because that, that was 2011. So we're like at almost 10 years of every genre of photography, every, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just never, I don't think I'm ever going to just arrive at something and be like, this is what I do. It's always changing. I love that though, because I know for Erica and I both, we always have that inner struggle of like not wanting to feel tied down to one career, or one passion. Yeah. And for both of us, we go through so many, we go down so many different routes and so many different ideas. And we're always like, should, should I do this? Should we do this? Should we expand on this? Should we? So it's so inspiring. I know for me to hear someone that has gone through it all and comes out successful and happy and content, but still growing. 
Yeah, I think, you know, if you have an expectation that you're ever going to arrive somewhere, I think that is really dangerous. And it, it causes you not to explore more things. But I think if you have the idea in my head, I'm always going to be exploring, I'm always going to stay curious and find new things you'll never really be upset with yourself because I know a lot of people were laughing at me every time I changed my career, you know, mm -hmm. all of those years. Oh, she's an actress. Oh, she's a teacher. Oh, she's a real estate agent. Oh, now she's a photographer. And I did have friends that would make little inside jokes to me or not inside jokes, but you know, like jabs. little uh, jabs and pretend that they're kidding, but they're not really but really, I never felt bad about it. I was like, well, I'm following my heart. I'm following wherever my curiosity takes me. And it's not leading me astray. Every single one of those paths that I've gone down has taught me just an immense amount of stuff. Stuff that I, I, I wouldn't be the same person had I not moved to LA and pursued acting. I didn't like it. I didn't like being on set. I didn't love the lifestyle, but I wouldn't be who I am today had I not done that, you know? Exactly. I think that's so important because I feel like in our society, it's definitely assumed that you should have your career by like your mid-20s and you're set there for life. And wow. if you don't have it figured out, like you panic. And like, I know for us, like we're both like, we're just working these jobs. Who knows if this is what we want to do, but I think to frame it in that thought of it's going to teach me something that might lead me somewhere else is really important to remember. Yeah. Yeah. And in hindsight is 2020, you know, I didn't necessarily know the whole time when I was doing all of that, but when people would put one of those jabs out and I, I would look and I'd be like, no, you know what? I'm so glad that I keep switching. It's, it's leading me down new roads and, some of the worst roads I've gone down have led me to the best things. So I just, I've never had expectations of arriving anywhere. And I'm still like, I have no idea what I'm going to be doing in five years. But I love that outlook of just not feeling like you have to arrive anywhere. There's no, nothing is set in stone. Nothing, nothing is a 100% commitment. Nothing, you know, you can give it your 100% all, but that doesn't mean that it's something that you're going to have to stick with for the rest of your life. And that's okay. Right. Yeah. Well, it, it develops into something bigger and better if you allow it to. It opens new doors and it, you find new things from it. Yeah. I mean, some of the least happy people that I know, are the ones who have put themselves in boxes. I need to accomplish this by this date, by this age. This is who I'm going to be. And they've never left that box mm -hmm. and they're not happy. And I think too, Eric and I always talk about the, the struggles of, of social media too. And growing oh. up with the social media puts on so much more pressure. And for us, it's like, oh, people our age are already getting married and they're having babies and they're living and they're moving out and they're da da da. And it's, it's, oh. it's hard. It's hard growing up in that world of social media because on top of, you know, just your surroundings, social media puts on its own kind of pressure. Oh, I, you know what? I do not envy you. I think about this all the time when I think about Lane growing up and I, and I just wonder 
oh, what in the world is she going to be up against by the time she's old enough to be involved in this? You guys already have all these. There's going to be more. It's going to yeah. change. I don't know. It's, it's, you have to really know who you are to be able to deal with all these things. And it, yeah, and it's scary. It's scary for the, for, you know, kids who are growing up that don't have the support system, like all, you know, we're lucky enough to have right. outside of that social media. Yeah. They might look at only that as their, right. what they're looking up to. And I don't yeah, know. Can yeah. You imagine. I know. Yeah. It's, it, oh, I don't know. I mean, I, I get, I get caught up in so many of those things and it's like, oh, what do you, what do you like speak out against? There's so many things, just mm -hmm. like the, the, the facade of perfection that people are putting out. But there are a lot of people that go against that too, which I think helps to even it out. I don't really know what you guys as younger girls, I don't know what you girls are really taking in. Mine, I, I, because I'm older, I feel like I just shut a lot of it out and yeah. I just don't, I don't follow famous people. I don't follow beautiful models. I don't follow anybody who has a, a social media page that makes me feel like my life is crappy. I just get rid of all of that. So no Kardashians then? Hell no. Oh my <laughs> gosh. <laughs> didn't your mom say on the one where you interviewed her, Sage, didn't your mom say that she can't stand them? I can't, I can't Yeah, probably. Who... She, she didn't like a lot of people. She doesn't. But, but yeah, no, I, I wouldn't be surprised. started on that family. That family, I, I think, is the curse of the world. For, for young girls, yeah. Yes, yes. Because we're putting ourselves but, up against them and we're like, why can't we be millionaires by the age of what, 19 or whatever Kylie is like? Yeah. It's, it's so me. sad. It's so sad. And you know what? I don't want to go off too much of a tangent on these people because I really don't watch it and I don't know a ton about it. But um, I do know that that youngest one, and I think it's the one you were just talking about, the one that that had completely rearranged her face. Like, is that, yeah, Kylie? Is that, yeah. Is that her? It's so sad to me because she's developed this whole uh, like skin line and she's become this huge millionaire. And, and it all came from her having so much plastic surgery and rearranging her entire look and becoming a different person. And the world applauds that. And gives her more attention for it. And it's just so, oh, it's so sad to me. It, it's, it's horrible. It's, it's sad. And it's sad seeing, you know, my little sisters like looking at it. And I'm just, oh. <sighs> it, su it sucks for sure. But, but on the topic of just young girls and, and daughters and all that, I, how, do you, how do you balance that world of being a full-time you know, business owner and following your own dreams and passions and also being a full-time mama and wife and all that. Did you say balance? <laughs> so balance. <on> brand. <laughs> I don't think there is such thing as the word balance. <laughs> balance is a lie. Mm -hmm. um, I never, oh my God. I mean, I never realized how 
unbelievably impossible balance is until I gave birth. And I was, I, it took me a long time because I was hard on myself when I first had her. It was like, oh, well, I want to be the mom who also does this and gets all of this done and it makes it look pretty. And, and I did go through those phases and it's embarrassing, but I did, you know, like um, everybody and posting the pictures of her just dressed up so perfectly. And now if you see a picture of her video, she's like, hasn't washed her hair in four days. <laughs> just like the rest of us. <laughs> but, um, but I, I don't think that balance truly exists. Um, so I'm horrible at balancing having a child and trying to work. Um, I'm, I was lucky enough when I first gave birth, I was able to step away from work for a while. I was working the first 10 months, of her, nine months of her life. And it was a horror show. And I, it, it made me so sad. I was feeling a lot of anxiety trying to balance it all. I was feeling a lot of guilt. Um, it's just been kind of like peeling away different layers of like, what is most important to me? What do I actually need to get done today? And what can I save? And mm -hmm. every day it's just sort of like, okay, what do I have to do today? What do I want to do today? And what can I save until another day? Um, and I think that the only time I ever try to balance, because I think that, you know, obviously I said my piece about that word is I do try to get in taking care of myself because for the first year or maybe two of being a mom and trying to do the work thing, I just, I gave no time to me and it was really hard. I didn't give time to like even clear my head. Um, mm -hmm. So I, you know, it's just a constant, it's a constant refiguring of everything every day. Mm -hmm. Some days are really good. And then the next day could be horrible. And then you just got to wake up the next day and say, okay, what, what can I expect of myself today? Which is usually not much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, it's hard. It's hard sometimes to wake up and and look at your to-do list and try not to, and you want to accomplish every single thing and sometimes you push yourself too hard and that's and we're not even taking care of a human so yeah, right so throwing that into the mix is something that I think we all look up to because it's not easy and no but you're it's doing also, a great job it's not well thanks I don't know you haven't seen the behind the scenes Sage. I know but she's pretty darn she's pretty darn cute so <laughs> <laughs> she is. She's the best. No, she's awesome. She's she is. really awesome. Well, um, I, you know, I think, yeah, I think what you're doing is great. And I know Erica and I, that's kind of our whole spiel is living a balanced life. But at the same time, all we talk about is how impossible it is. <laughs> I just realized that I said that balance is a lie on the balance broad. But it's <laughs> we so, don't no, exist. But we, you, we don't, we're all, no, but it's funny because we don't even like, that's not even our, 
our whole point of our podcast is how impossible that is. Okay, good. And so, and how we, 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 are not, um, I'm trying to think of the word. We're not, um, trying to say that we live a balanced life by any means. Okay, good. Like it's ironic. Good. Okay. <laughs> I mean, from what I've heard, I know that you guys, you're very honest about what's going on, but I just thought about it and I was like, oh my gosh, did I really just take that? <laughs> <laughs> no, we get what you mean. Um, no, definitely. I, um, but on that part, on just what you try to do and how you try to, you know, juggle everything is something that I think we can all look up to. Yeah. Well, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what um, I did, I want to ask too, when, when you're going through and you're, and you're taking your, your photos and you're posting and you're, and you're doing that, do you feel like there's a specific message that you try to put through in each picture? Or is everything just kind of telling a completely different story? No, I, no, I don't have any pre-organized ideas or plans really ever. Mm -hmm. Um, Gosh, I, I take, it's really like, it goes so deep to get into this whole, how this self-portraiture thing even started, Mm -hmm. but um, if I can summarize it, it's ended up just becoming a form of self-expression and connecting with other people that I couldn't find in my daily life. Mm-hmm. So I don't plan anything and I don't have any desired outcome, but I, for a while, I think, especially when I became a mom, I felt like there was like this brick wall between me and communicating with people. Just Mm -hmm. something changes when you become a mom. And a lot of people, I don't know, it's just, you start to feel very isolated, very lonely. And the whole world that I'm connected to through Instagram, because we have like a little community, us Mm -hmm. mom dogs and all of that. We have our little community. Um, I was brought into that world and it, my photography just became a way of communicating with people. I don't know if it makes sense to describe it like that, but during the daily chit chat and the mom banter, like I would just leave the playground going, Oh my God, I'm just so bored of this conversation. Like talking about where to get your kids clothes or, you know, just mom talk. Mm-hmm. I was so over it. And so the world of photography and Instagram, I have to say, just this community that I'm tied to has opened up a portal for just talking to people and connecting. So I, think, I don't premeditate, but. No, I think that's, that's the good part that comes from social media because it's, yeah. we kind of sit here and like, trash on social media all the time about how you know terrible it is and how it's ruining things and and it it, it is but there are communities and relationships that come from it that can be amazing and I know for me personally I've met so many people through Facebook groups that I've that I'm in and support groups that I've in even just I'm in support groups just for other people that have hypothyroidism like I do and just from that group it's insane like I've met so many people and I've I've like 
grown from them and learned from them. And so mm-hmm. on that, on that side of it, you know, it's great. And in the, in a way that you can spread those messages and the messages that you want people to know in, um, through social media. And it helps you feel less isolated, right? Mm-hmm. Cause you're connecting with people. And it's, it's also, you get, you get a lot of inspiration from social media, you know, a lot of, um, ideas and yeah. And just, and you get to see the way other people are living and the way other people are doing it. And that I know I get tons of inspiration from social media, but right now it's been, it's, it's harder right now, definitely to keep the inspiration and the brain, the brain juice flowing. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Tell me about it. It's very up and down right now. How, how are you, how are you doing that? Are you, do you feel like it's been really hard to keep that motivation and inspiration flowing? Uh, Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm way under motivated right now. You could say like, I, I'm, I'm starting to come out of it. I think um, with the weather and the season changing a little bit, it's, it's helping. Mm -hmm. Um, I also stopped watching the news which yeah. I'm not really informed, but I, it was, it was draining me. It's draining. So, I, and you get to the point where you're like, if I need to know, I'll know, you know, exactly. if it's something huge enough to where I'm going to have to know, someone's going to tell me. Exactly. And, and you could not be more right about that. So I feel like it, in the beginning of this quarantine, everything was really scary and I was, I was watching the news constantly. I was looking on my phone. I was looking up the statistics. I was just so connected to the negativity that was happening. And then I just reached a point where I said, okay, I'm cutting myself off from this. I don't have time in my life for this. Um, and I cut myself off. And it, not watching the news was one of the best things I did for myself. I'm also not really looking at social media much. Mm-hmm. I'll post some stories or maybe I'll post a photo here and there, maybe mm-hmm. once or twice a week, but I'll do stories and people will private message me and I interact with people on private message, mm-hmm. but I'm not consuming what people are putting out. That's good. Because it affects me and everybody like other parts of the United States, they're opening up and they're doing these things. We're not allowed to yet. Yeah. That's frustrating. It's and really I don't want to be mad at somebody just because they're living the life that they're allowed to live right now. So mm-hmm. I'm just kind of like staying away. It's hard. I know for me, cutting out Twitter was like the best thing that I did for myself because that mm-hmm. is where a lot of politics are and a lot of world mm-hmm. news. And it was so anxiety triggering for me and yeah. would just put me in full panic mode. And it would be late at night when I was looking at it or, you know, just like yeah. the worst times and it would just ruin my day or I would be yeah, out late at, at night worst. Sad, sad time and I'll be <laughs> out at dinner with my family and I'll like I'll get a Twitter notification of something scary of a, just a headline and that's so like fear-mongering and I just I was I was just like I can't do this anymore and I know Erica struggles with the same the same anxiety that I do of just the news you just can't watch it anymore no well all they want to do they have to maintain your attention by telling you something alarming, really. Exactly. And that's why the news exists, is to maintain your attention so they can get ratings by showing you the most alarming thing possible so that you don't turn off the TV. So why do we even watch it? I don't know. And 
even just like, yeah, headlines and you read, and then you actually read it in the article and you're like, that's not at all what it was even about. Like that it was not even a negative thing, but they made it into it because it it's clickbait. So it's not, it's not worth your time. Check in like once a week, make sure the world's not crumbling and then you're good. Exactly. That's the way I look at it. Because <laughs> right now it feels like it is. But in, we, I know Eric and I also do our segment that we'll do after, after our interview with you too is we do a good news segment on the show where we just do like four or five stories of the good things that are happening in the world because oh, I love that. literally nobody focuses on it. Yeah. And there's no point of us giving the news that you're going to hear every day anyway. So right. why not just yeah. – yeah. I love there, that. There are still good things happening. Lots. Tons. Lots. Well, I am so happy that I got you on here. Oh, I'm so happy you asked me. Of Wait, course. oh, there was one thing I wanted to say. Yes. I was listening to you guys last night, and um, a movie that you have to watch is okay. The New Little Women. Oh, okay. Oh, I've seen that. You saw I it? I loved it, yeah. Wasn't it good? That, so that good. Good. Yeah. Movie. And Timothy so, I don't know Chalamet is in it. Like it but, huh? Timothy Chalamet is in that as well. And Sage just watched a movie with him in it. Oh, I don't know who that is. He's like one of the new. He's the main, the main guy in the movie that ends up yeah. with <laughs> one of them that I can't say <laughs> unless oh, you've read okay. the book. Yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay. He, I got it. He's like the new big heartthrob that everyone is obsessed with. But I had just watched Beautiful Boy over this over the weekend. Have you seen that? No. Oh my gosh, you have to watch it. It's a hard watch, but it's really good. It's with Steve Carell and Timothy Chalamet, and it's about um, his son that gets into drugs and overdosing and rehab and all that stuff. It was nominated for a lot of Oscars, I think, in not this year. It might have been this year or last year, but I finally sat down and watched it, and it was it was, it was was a hard one, but it was so good. Wow. I've never even heard of it, but yeah, that doesn't it, really mean much or say much. <laughs> it was um, good. Oh, and, and a book that I think that you need to read or listen to, because I listen to a lot of books, is Untamed. Oh, I've never heard of it. By Glennon Doyle. I actually just ordered that book. Oh, girl. I totally just, like, it's on my counter over there. That's so funny. Get ready. I'm excited. I'm excited. Now I'm going to read it. (laughs) I listened to it, but I'm ordering the hard copy now. Now that I'm, I'm finished with the audiobook, and now... I'm ordering it so that I can dog ear it and highlight it for Lane so that she can have it. I mean, oh, it that's is cute. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Wow. So that's my two cents. Sorry, you were trying to get off. But, no, um. no. I, I'm now. I'm now. I'm gonna have to read it or listen to it. Oh, and she narrates it really well. So okay. I love Glennon Doyle. She's got a cute voice and she's really sassy and she narrates it well. So she's a she's a good one. Okay. And then anything by Elizabeth Gilbert. And if she is narrating, so amazing too. Okay, yeah, I'm going to read it. an amazing author. Erica's Love. the big reader between the two of us. I'm way worse. She oh. reads all, Erica reads all day long. Oh, nice. I think I've given you like three books, Sage, that I don't think you've read at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the worst. I'm the listen worst. Listen to them then, Sage. I know. I, I will listen to them. Like you want to walk and listen. It's yeah. It's so great. I love... I love autobiographies and that's usually what I'll listen to. So yeah, I'm nonfiction mostly. I, I 
it's rare that I'll read fiction, but like, I love the hunger games. That was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I did read those. I'm non. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for giving me your recommendations. Of course. Well, I was listening to that last night and I'm like, okay, I have to tell them about this movie <laughs> and this book. Because I'll, I will amazing. watch and read both of them and I'll let you know. I'll let you know what I think, but I definitely want to read that book now that Erica got it too. So I'm going to listen to it. Okay, yeah. Cool. I'm going to order it tonight. Yay. Yay. Well, I'm so Thank happy. Thank you so much for being on. This was so motivating, honestly. Oh, really? Oh, good. <laughs> yeah. you're, su- you're surprised? <laughs> I am, yeah. No, it was... Just, it, I feel like I'm chattering on. So. No, that's all we do. No, it was so... <laughs> and that's that's the whole reason we have you on. And we just want to... We don't want to listen to ourselves talk. We just want to hear you because it's so... It really is, though. It really is inspiring to hear from two people who have no idea what they're doing with their life. But at the same time, we do. And we're just chugging along and just trying to get excitement from everything we're doing. And that's what you're right. doing. Nobody really knows what they're doing. Just and so you know. even if they say they're lying. Right. Yeah, that's true. Because exactly. ba- balance is a lie. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> balance for us. <laughs> I'm oh never going to live that down. No, it's amazing. We never, <laughs> we never talked about your mom. Oh. We'll have to do another podcast someday and I'll talk all about your mom. We'll have to bring... I, I we can do an episode where you and my mom can come on. Oh, that would be dangerous. Yeah, that would be <laughs> some good stories. I know, oh, but she I loves you. Her. I miss her. I know. I wish things weren't weird. No. Not, I mean, not like with the world. Oh, I know. What you <laughs> but um, I wish my mom didn't hate Julian. I know. I wish my mom just <laughs> didn't despise you as much as she does. No, but um, she, yeah, she was telling me today. She's like, I miss her so much. I love her. Oh. I wish I was getting to do the interview. <laughs> she was just like I said. Like, I'll throw it in real quick. When she came to Esperanza, she was like, she was just an instant soul sister. I was floundering around. I was hating school. My life was weird. And she came and we just had the best time. She's so funny. She's the most real person. One of the most real people I've ever known in my life. That is is, a fact. Oh, yeah. She does not give a crap what anybody thinks. Mm -mm. And she's always been like that. Even as a teenager, we had so much fun. Oh, yeah, we, we definitely need to do a show. That's interesting. <laughs> that's interesting for me to hear that she's always been the way she no. is. Because I always, always say to her, I'm like, were you always just like so this personality of I don't give a you know what? And she's like, yeah, ask yeah. anybody. <laughs> I, yeah, ask definitely. anybody. So the, the realest person I've known, I mean, one of, because I'm sure there's a couple more, but um, one of the realest people I've ever known. And that was my favorite thing about her. And I don't know if I've ever laughed with anybody more in my life than her. <laughs> and we, and we're the type of people where we'll just start laughing about something and everybody in the room is just like, <laughs> what is going on right That's now? That's how me and her are now. So she has not changed <laughs> oh. even one percent. We couldn't even get through. You probably listened to the episode. We can't even get through like the first five minutes of the episode <laughs> because we were laughing, and we always have the laugh attacks in like the worst spot. We had the worst laugh attack in a hospital one time, like two oh, years ago, where we were like almost peeing ourselves, and everyone was like, "This is a hospital," and we had to leave. It was so bad. So <laughs> it. it 
I'm the same way that she is. So it's, it's, it's funny though, but I love to hear that stuff because she's pretty great. Yeah, she is. She is. But I'll have, why you're so great. You are. No, no, no. <laughs> no, stop. We're all great. We're all great. Yes, you are. <laughs> well, um, once again, thank you so much, so, so much for being on here with us. And I can't wait for you to listen to it and listen back. I'm scared. Don't be. It's going to be great. <laughs> That's a good combo. It's going to be great. But we loved having you on. And we hope that you broads enjoy listening to Leanna. We know that we did. And we will be right back with some good news. All right, everyone. Let's get into some good news to um, end up end the episode on a little bit of a good note. Because there, as we said in the interview, there's always good things happening. But the news does not like to really report it. So Let's get into some good stuff. Um, the first one I have is that from Hong Kong to New Zealand, Hawaii, and Montana, officials are celebrating no new cases of COVID-19 over the last week, which is amazing because I feel like we look at the news and we're like, you know, there's so many new cases, but the numbers are actually going down. And the news just doesn't want you to see that. The news just wants you to panic. So it's just really amazing. In this article, they say that um, Hong Kong Hong Kong has now gone 22 days without a um, recirculation of the virus, and that the last new case was reported on April 20th, which like is almost a month ago. That's and amazing. Densely populated cities on Earth, so if they could do it, and those are their numbers right now, you know, we're doing just fine. We're getting there. That's seriously amazing. And I like the fact that I had no idea is really sad. That's the thing. They want us to focus on the negative and panic. And it's just, we all need to just chill and just continue following the rules and we'll be just fine. Yeah. If everyone just stops protesting and being asses, then we can, uh, we can be like them. Yeah. Um, Let's be more like, Hong Kong and New Zealand in and Hawaii. Hawaii. That's in that's in our our, our area. So okay. And uh, alrighty. So we're gonna get on to our next story, which I love. And these are um all of our stories are coming from the goodnewsnetwork.org. So you can always go on there and check out some good news. Um, it's definitely it's nice to go on and see every once in a while. Um, Obamas are going to be giving a virtual commencement speech for students in class of 2020 after teen asked them on Twitter. And that like makes my soul so happy. We love the Obamas and really like we were saying, like, I mean, I know it's not like it's a wedding or a funeral or whatever, but like it is still a big deal that these seniors are graduating and they're not getting their actual graduation ceremony but now they get the freaking Obamas like that's insane I know it's could like the, oh, that's just freaking awesome um they I know it was a Los Angeles high school student his name was Lincoln Debenham and he took to Twitter last month and he asked President Barack Obama <laughs> Obama to give a national commencement address to graduate uh, graduates across the country. He said, "Hi Barack Obama, like most high school students, I cannot speak. I Hi, can't either. It's okay." 
Hi, Barack Obama. Like most high school college seniors, I'm saddened by the loss of milestone events, prom and graduation. In an unprecedented time, it would give us great comfort to hear your voice. We ask you to consider giving a national commencement speech to the class of 2020. And Michelle Obama said, I know how hard the class of 2020 has worked to make it to graduation. So Barack Obama and I want to give you the celebration you deserve. That's why Reach at Reach Higher and I are teaming up with YouTube to host a virtual graduation on June 6th and they can RSVP. I love that so much. Can we RSVP? I honestly want to. Can we graduate again? I, can, I'm down. Can I graduate just to hear my president? No. No? Okay. <laughs> exactly. But I would love to hear him speak and just like lift us all up during this time. Yeah, they are what we need right now. Sadly, not what we deserve, but <laughs> they are so what nice. we need. They are what we need always. Yeah. Um, so the next one is California specific, but um, California will start paying restaurants to deliver food to seniors in need. And this is thanks to our governor, Gavin Newsom, who introduced a new plan called Great Plates Delivered, where they will um, hire or retain restaurant like workers who either have been laid off or aren't really working right now. They will take them to um, prepare meals and deliver them to seniors in need. And these seniors can get up to 21 meals per week because, you know, they can't, they might not be able to go out. They might not have family able to take care of them. And now they're just getting food delivered for them for free. Thanks to FEMA and Governor Gavin Newsom. Amazing. That is so amazing. And it just makes me love our governor even more than I already did. I just think he is doing the absolute best that he can and he is making people feel like he cares and this is this is really awesome he's finding these things that you don't think of and he's finding solutions for things like I feel like it's kind of unprecedented with other states because not only are seniors suffering because they are in quarantine even more so than we are but restaurant workers are suffering if their restaurant closes or if they have reduced hours or whatever this really just kind of helps everyone Mm -hmm. it's amazing it it really is um okay so for our final uh good news story of this episode cast of parks and rec raises three million dollars for covid relief after reuniting the for quarantine episode it um we had talked about this in our last episode because Eric and I are both huge Parks and Rec fans and it was so amazing to see I think it was two weeks ago that the Parks and Rec cast came together in an episode reunion um for to raise money for COVID relief and we um, now know that they've raised three million dollars three million dollars for something that they I mean, it's no small task, but they record this in their homes and, you know, $3 million. Amazing. Yeah, it was, it was amazing to watch. And now it's amazing to hear how well they did. Yeah. We love Parks and Rec. We love Leslie Nope. We do. We love Andy. Um, Well, there you guys have it. For another episode of Balanced Broads, this was a really positive and happy episode. Um, I know we touched on some harder subjects, but for the most part, it was a really happy, um, inspiring episode. I think it was so amazing to listen to Leanna speak and um, 
you know, tell her life story and her career and how, um, how she got to be as successful as she is today. So I hope that you guys all go and check out her Instagram, check out her work because she is honestly fantastic. And she is, uh, you know, a bright light that everyone needs. So if you want to follow Leanna on Instagram, she is at Leanna underscore Azzolini underscore photography. Um, you might not remember that. So we'll put that in our, um, in our caption on our Instagram post and also in our description bar of the episode. So don't worry about remembering it, but that is her Instagram handle. And Erica is going to get to you with our Instagram handles. Yep. So we are at um, Instagram at Balance Broads Pod. Twitter is at Balance Broads. Sage is at Sage with two A's. And I am at Erica.kl. And yeah, amazing episode. I freaking loved it. Me too. Um, we will be back next week with, I believe, another guest. If things go things go as planned, we will be back with another guest. You will see who that is next week. We are very excited to bring um, some new faces to the to the Balanced Broads because we love hearing inspiring stories to get us through the day during unprecedented times. It's what we need right now. Exactly. Thank you so much, Broads, for tuning in once again to hear us talk. We love you and you are so appreciated. Stay safe, you guys. Um, Stay positive and we will see you very soon.